dear friends, and welcome to live conversation on Alatra TV. Today, we are going to speak about healthcare, education, and relationship between people in creative society. And for those who are joining us for the first time, I would like to remind that Alatra International Public Movement has launched a unique global project, which is called Creative Society. Within this project, we ask people all over the world how do they envision creative and constructive society, such a society where everyone will live in happiness, prosperity, where everyone will live in security and stability, where everyone really can feel safe. My name is Ala, and my co-host for today is Alexei. He's going to introduce our lovely guest and tell you more about our project. Hello, dear friends. And the goal of the project is to build the creative society together, purely by peaceful means, in the shortest time possible. And currently, the project is at the informational stage where participants of the project are doing their best to spread information about the creative society to every person in the world. And it's my pleasure to introduce our esteemed guest today, Alia Karen. Alia has vast knowledge and 22 years of experience in management and operations, nonprofit hospitals and clinics. Ala is a social entrepreneur now and is also frequently called a speaker, a judge, a mentor, a trainer, a consultant, and a strong advocate for humanitarian work, education, and training in Malaysia and abroad. In 2019, Ala was awarded the Women's Icon Malaysia, Inspiring Women of Malaysia, and Business and Work Leader Business Person. In 2020, Ala was named the Global Goodwill Ambassador for Malaysia and Malaysia's Women Leader. Welcome to Alatra TV, Ala. Thank you for accepting our invitation today. Thank you very much, Alexi and Ala. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me and uh, greetings from Malaysia. Thank you, this is our pleasure. And now we would like uh, to ask a technical support to show a short video about the Creative Society project. This Creative Society project was born by the initiative of the people themselves. After we carried out many social surveys, interviews, conferences, and well, we talked to many people really all over the world. These eight foundations of the Creative Society is the result of the desire, the demand of the people themselves, because they talk about it. They tell us how they want to live, where, in what world, in what kind of society they want to live, what values are the most important for them. And after analyzing everything, we understand that, yes, there are these eight foundations that now we can share with everybody. It is a complex of values of each person in this world. Um, Allah endures. You know, nowadays, lots of people around the world, they strongly believe that in order to create really comfortable conditions for every person. Uh, we need to change the format of our society, the way we live. So we need to change the format to the creative one. And my first question to you, Allah, is how do you envision a society where you, your family, your relatives, your friends, and 
all other people, whether you know them or not, would be truly happy to live in. Um, can you repeat the last sentence? We'd be really happy to what? I'm sorry? To live in. How do you envision ah. such world where you would like to live, um, where, where you would like your family, your friends, your relatives, whoever to live in? Um, I think we all had this make-believe world ever since we were small, um, what we wanted to do, how rich we wanted to be, or at least how successful in terms of having a job, a steady income, uh, and a good family. I mean, every, every little girl, um, every little kid would have drawn this when the teacher asked them in school. Um, you know, a biggest car, they would have drawn a nicest house that they would have drawn. Um, you know, and that all changed recently with uh, the COVID um, last year, obviously, right? So the whole world has gone topsy-turvy and a lot of them's lives and plans, everything went down the drain. Um, if you ask me what will be my, the vision I have for me or my family or my friends and the way I see how we should live is, um, you know, I'm thankful that we have a roof over our head. I'm thankful that we have all the essentials that we need. But above all, I think uh, uh, that we have peace. Um, we don't have wars and fightings and you know terrorism in our country. So that itself is a good place to start and very uh, be very very thankful for. Um, you know, having said that, I think uh, um, it it would be a lie if I say we didn't want the best for us and our family, right? So obviously, I would want everyone around me and my family to be healthy, wealthy, prosperous, successful, you name it, all the best things uh, in life. Unfortunately, um, we don't get everything we want. So the best thing that I do as a reminder um, with family, friends especially, is to count our blessings um, that we are okay. Uh, we are doing fine. We are healthy. We are strong and uh, we can earn a decent living and do the best, the things that we want to do to help other people and we get our lives going on a daily basis. I think we're just thankful for everybody and everything that's around us at this moment, considering um, what's going on in the entire world with the COVID-19 situation. Thank you so much, um, Alia, for your vision to create society and for this world we all dream to live in because we all deserve a better world. We all deserve to live in good conditions. As you said, everybody dream about this, just prosperity. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really exactly. good. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Alia, uh, we know that so after two decades uh, as a CEO of non-profitable organization and foundation, where you successfully raised millions to basically support causes and establish the Shrink for Dialysis patients. And um, you know that the dialysis centers and cardiac diagnosis are also opened and provided this excellent patient care and support for underprivileged Malaysians, which is absolutely fantastic work. And if our viewers doesn't know what actually it means, dialysis patients is going through such a life-threatening conditions. And uh, basically, Alia's work is very important because of daily saving lives for those people. And Alia, I'd like to ask you this question. How do you envision healthcare in creative society and whole healthcare system? You know, what should be improved and how can we make high quality and free healthcare for every single person who needs it? You, um, you know, thanks for that question. It's really a very pertinent question, especially at this time. 
Um, I would like to share with you a little bit about the healthcare system of what I understand and know in uh, Malaysia. I have been obviously very much involved in uh, dialysis and we have about 36,000 people on dialysis today as, as I speak. And these are on hemodialysis. Um, if you consider those with uh, who are on peritoneal dialysis or APD, then you would Hit, we would hit the figure of something like uh, 40,000 people and the numbers uh, definitely range, um, new cases range about 8,000 a year, considering Malaysia has a population of 30, 000, uh, 30 million people, that's quite high. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, we do not have a free healthcare plan, uh, you know, unlike other countries where dialysis or main major illnesses are supported by the public system or the government, here in Malaysia, um, unless you are a public servant or you were a public servant, or you have contributed to any of the statutory bodies, then you are taken care of um, when you fall ill. Uh, for example, like if you are a dialysis patient, then you would get that subsidy. Sadly, for those who have been in the private sector or those who have not bought any insurance, uh, that's going to be a challenging thing because um, Allah, you would know that dialysis is you know, three times a week and four hours each time, and the cost is not cheap. So they say it's a rich man's disease, um, mainly because even the rich would become poor if they were to go on dialysis for uh, uh, 30, 30 years, 20, 20 years, 30 years, even if you're going on dialysis for 10 years, um, and the cost is not covered by the government, or the insurance bodies or statutory body, like I mentioned, and then it's out of pocket. So out of pocket would mean it's financially going to drain um, the patient. Mm -hmm. um, so generally, I'm hoping, of course, you know, it's been for years and I'm glad to see some countries giving free or via their Medicare systems, their Medicare savings, um, whereby the elderly, um, the underprivileged are given priority or at least a very large discount or some sort of subsidies. Whereas in Malaysia, we have not reached that, um, not reached that stage where we are getting free um, healthcare. So healthcare is expensive um, for us. So if there's one thing that you know, we, we, we talk about improving the healthcare system, um, it's a very challenging time for the healthcare um, frontliners as well as the healthcare in, in general all over the world. But in Malaysia, it's even worse because um, fundamentally, we are not even financially strong, let alone um, strong where uh, medical facilities and, and systems are put into place to assist the underprivileged with their financial aid. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for, actually, Ella. Yes, and um, so what do you think as a society could do or governments or everybody to make it actually accessible for everyone? Because we know it's uh, people who is underprivileged, yes, and it's only if you have a certain job or you hold some kind of like medical certificate, you can, it can be achievable for you. But how can we make it achievable for everybody and accessible for every single person who actually needs it? because it's really uh, expensive treatment and uh, it's life-saving treatment. So what can we be done? How to raise awareness around the people, you know, so we can I, do something about that. Yeah, I think looking at some of the countries where, I mean, one question is how do some countries actually provide free medical assistance to 
um, you know, their people. So I think that's a good way to start. And I think it's, 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 it's not rocket science to say that the people who are actually working and paying taxes um, contribute a certain portion of their salaries or a certain portion of the tax where they get a tax waiver, but they can actually put it into a fund. And that fund will actually, you know, grow into a very large pool of resources to assist patients who cannot afford in the first place, right? And um, so it's successfully done in other countries where the public system uh, takes care of, uh, you know, everyone, um, everything is free. So I'm hoping that um, this could be, I know it's a challenge, uh, or if, if it was that easy, it would have been done by many countries, but maybe it could be studied um, further looking at some countries which have successfully done this and uh, see if other countries can implement this because at the end of the day, the people matter. Um, and you know, um, healthcare is essential, is important. No one wants to be deprived of healthcare. It's a basic necessity. Um, yeah, so I don't think uh, it's wise to let this one go on a very long-term um, basis, but you know, rather it, as, as soon as we have the opportunity or the country has an opportunity to give that free, take that burden away and give that free um, resource, that free financial assistance uh, where it's not going to burden uh, you know, the people to actually get um, healthcare. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if healthcare um, is then put aside because people cannot afford healthcare. So therefore, they you know they let it go. And uh, uh, I know of people who do not want who skip dialysis, who do not want to go for operations, um, who do not want to get treatment for cancer simply because they cannot afford it. And that's very sad, considering we are in a new millennium. Uh, we are talking about 2021 uh, today. Um, we have come a long way. And, uh, you know, with all our countries having large and tall buildings, um, we've got so much of good infrastructure. Um, so, we, so maybe it's time that we, you know, seriously, um, countries, especially those who are in power, look into offering free medical services um, to save lives uh, because everyone deserves a chance to live. Yes, absolutely. And co-create society, the human life. And exactly. go everything around it. Because in creative society, fundamental unit of society is actually human. And this is why it's important. Like, it must be some changes done. And you're absolutely right when you say about learn from each other, from and help each other, uplift each other. Just uh, understanding the value of this life is really important. Thank you so much, Elia, for that answer. Yeah, absolutely right have to help each other. Thank you. And we know also, Maria, you said uh, you advocate for humanitarian work, education yes. and training in Malaysia and abroad as well. And you're an advisor for Tulips Movement, which is um, basically empowering women and gives them this uh, high quality of life as well, because they realize they're more than just housewives, so they're more than they have actually they have rights for education, they have rights for well-being, you know, to live better quality life as well. And I know you are the sisters there, all of you together. So you just helping each other and this absolutely fantastic movement what you're doing today, helping those ladies and every single person to realize and recognize themselves. It's absolutely amazing. I'd like to ask that question then because uh, 
this movement also care about gender equality. And yeah. um, yes, and I'd like to ask you that next question is going to be about that. So speaking simply about relationship and creative society, how can we achieve gender equality and how to create conditions that will help people basically with their behavior to understand we all one big human family, you know, to make them understand that gender no matter, female you're male, which matter you're human. So how can we achieve the gender equality and create society? Fantastic question, and, and, and thank you for leading the conversation to Tulip's movement. I must firstly tell you that although Tulip's movement, uh, as you rightfully mentioned, um, you know, you've got the information that it is empowering women, the person behind Tulip's movement or the founder of Tulip's movement is actually a man. <laughs> so we're very proud that a man decided to take the, you know, the helm and start this, found, start this movement, which is soon going to be turned into a foundation uh, called the Tulips Movement. The idea of Tulips Movement was actually to give uh, a platform, um, you know, where people like us who are able um, get together and help the rest of the women jump on that same platform with us as equal partners. So indirectly, we are giving them uh, the empowerment, giving them the rope to say, climb on and you know be with us on the same level. We're not looking at them as if someone uh, way below us, regardless of gender, race, age. Um, and now we've also extended this empowerment to you. So mm -hmm. we're trying to bring, um, and we want to bring women up to the standard, uh, which we feel is the right thing to do. So coming back to this gender equality, as, as uh, we are advocating uh, um, SDG 5, which is uh, gender equality. Um, I think for me personally, I don't see this and I do not want to see this as a challenge. I think the more people speak about gender equality, that's where you start putting a bridge and putting a gap. I feel I'm on the same le level playing field as a, you know, a guy. I know what I can do and what I can't do, right? So I don't believe that we have a glass ceiling. You know, with all due respect to some who do, I don't. Because I think it, you are hindering yourself by saying there is a glass ceiling. Uh, you know, it's all about uh, we need more movements. I think it's all about everyone trying to give opportunities instead of diversifying um, people into different genders, race, ethnic groups. I think if everyone were to come on the same platform, be united and say, let's help each other, let's collaborate, let's support, right? Let's open doors for each other. Let's see what other opportunities are out there. And concentrate on that instead of keep looking over your shoulder, wondering whether you are on the same level, whether you are on the same, you know, whether you are the same par, are you getting the same salary? I think a lot of negative focus is on what are you not getting? Mm -hmm. But I think you should now focus on what is out there available and go get that. Instead of constantly comparing with the men. You see, the men are not comparing <laughs> themselves yeah. to the women, are they? Even though a lot of women today lead organizations, build um, businesses, they are CEOs of companies. But you don't find the men having to have this discussion on gender equality. It's always the women who are 
struggling with the term gender equality. So I would choose to ignore the term gender equality uh, per se and focus on what we can do to upskill, upgrade, um, what other opportunities out there, go grab those opportunities. I believe if you think you can do it, you can do it. So if, you, if the opportunity is there, go take it. Thank you so much. Yes, because best that's person, yeah, the best person fits the job. I, I don't think it's about the gender at all. So I'm not going to waste my time about, you know, whether are we pay, being paid the same wages? Is it a fair situation? I, I, I think there's so much of um, time wasted on, on comparing that. I'd rather move on uh, giving everyone else, the, giving women the opportunity and, uh, you know, empowering them and saying, don't worry about what's happening with the men. We go, we do, we conquer. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's the way to go. You know, it's just because it um, doesn't matter woman or, may, or man, it's uh, we're humans, isn't it? And exactly. this is what's most important of our soul. And we can't just exclude half of like population of the earth, the planet, just for exactly. other stuff, isn't it? That's why it's so important to remember that we are people. True. Thank you so much, Elia, for your question. Your answers. It's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. We all are, we all are humans, and it uh, doesn't matter whether you're a man or woman, we all complement each other. And this is a good thing about all this. So yeah. without this, we would not just uh, be where we are now. Exactly. Uh, and, and, we, are uh, made, we are made men or women for a purpose. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you know, so let's do our best as either whether we are men or we are women, regardless, we just do our best. Uh, importantly, we are humane and we, you know, um, we are empathetic, we are kind, we go out and we do what's best for the people around us and extend our help where and when we can. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's um, obvious. And uh, at the same time, it's sad that uh, today human life is significantly underestimated. And um, you know, life of human has lost its um, value. And in some places around the world, people live in just uh, horrible conditions. And uh, very often, or maybe even in most cases, uh, simple human rights, like uh, rights for medical help, they are just violated. And in your opinion, what should be done so that we all understand the value, the real value of human life? Do you see any way how we can create conditions in society that will fully protect human life of every person? Um, wow. <laughs> okay, uh, let me put it this way. I think we are educated. We know what's happening around us. We can read, write, listen, understand, we can think. So I think one thing that we all need to do is to be alert of our surroundings. Um, say something, speak up when something is not right. If you see somebody being deprived, if you see a kid not going to school, instead of you know leaving it as leaving it be, um, I think the question is why is that kid not going to school? So if we take some initiative and reach out to the people, whether they are, you know, in, in Malaysia, we have estates where uh, people have children and probably they are rubber tappers or, um, you know, marginal workers where their kids probably are deprived from going to school because their parents did not go to school. 
But here now it's mandatory that the kids go to school. But again, you will have a small group of people or small group of uh, uh, parents who don't understand this and then deprive the kids from going to school. So what I'm trying to say is that I think we all can play a role where we speak up, we look out and we see what is not right. Um, we know what's, what's being humane about. We know what's, what's basic and fundamental rights of a human being. We understand that. There is no way we can say we don't know. So when we see something that's not right, we advocate, we put it right, we try and find the right people to help us put it right. And I think that's very, very important because in every country, there are people there, there are groups of people, there are advocates, there are um, you know, human rights groups, there's uh, World Health Organizations, there is United Nations, there's all these um, international bodies stationed in every country, even third world countries. So via them, we actually can play an important role. The question is, do we want to or not? So I would encourage everyone to look out and see what can we do if we see that basic fundamental rights are not given to someone or they are deprived of basic fundamental rights, like you say, medical facilities. Right? We have government hospitals in Malaysia. There are hospitals, um, you know, I've been to Nepal, I've been to uh, Myanmar, I've been to Cambodia, and I have seen worse cases there. But we, they are trying. But the international bodies there are doing the best that they can to open up clinics and help these people. So what they need now is funding. So we may not be the voice for them, but we can help them in terms of funding. We can help them in terms of doing write-ups, of being advocates, of speaking up, of setting up uh, you know, volunteer groups. So there's a lot of things that we can do. And if every one of us put our hearts and minds together, I think we can make a difference slowly but surely. Thank you so much. Yes, you're right. And to build awareness, first of all, in the public yes. and in society, which is, uh, and we all understand that human life is very valuable as well. But then we all have to remember that we all have rights, as you're right. And uh, yes, uh, life is precious and it's very easy to lose it. That's why we have to protect it at any cost, basically. And we have to all take this responsibility for everything we do, for even our words and for our actions as well and everything we're doing right now. Thank you so much, Elia, for your opinion on, on this, and it's just fantastic answer. And I'd like to remind our viewers about Create Society project as well. So Create Society is a society where human is a center, where everything is direct to human, his lives, his needs, his freedom. So, and now more and more people understand that to build a Create Society, it actually depends on every single and each of us. And, um, so after conducting the interviews with people around the whole world, the stages and foundations for building the Great Society was formed and present an article which called Stages and Foundations for Building the Great Society. And there are eight, stage, eight foundations and three stages for building the Great Society. Please dear viewers, visit our website, alatrainize.com, where you can find this article. Have a look on it and read all these eight foundations and maybe Yes, this is our website, so you can see. So, and uh, you can find out for yourself. Does it resonate with you? What do you think? What kind of world you would like to live in? And Aria, we know that you 
a family with those eight foundations and you have chosen two of them. So number two and number six. So let's speak about number two, which is human freedom. And I'd like to ask our technical support to put it on the screen, number two. And I'm going to read it and then we ask you to comment on it. So every human is born with the right to be a human being. All people, all people are born free and equal. Everyone has the right to choose. There can be no one and nothing on the earth superior to a human, his freedom and rights. The implementation of human rights and freedoms must not violate the rights and freedoms of other people. So, Dalia, could you please tell us why you choose this one? Why, what resonates actually with you in this particular one? Um, for me, it was just basic fundamental rights, you know, and I'm glad that I have a freedom of choice. I have a freedom uh, ever since, you know, I was little to be what I wanted to be. I have a freedom to be, to you know, with how I wanted to live my life, um, you know, choose what I want to wear, choose what I want to eat, choose where I want to live, choose where I want to go to school. Uh, you know, choose what I want to study and who I want to be friends with, um, you know, etc. So I think um, human freedom is something that is very, very precious. Um, and we have that freedom. So we should not take, uh, take for granted the freedom that we have. In fact, we should take advantage of the freedom that we have and do more because we have the opportunity to do so much um, you know, to help one another, to do, make a difference. I believe that we are all placed on planet Earth for a reason. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just, you know, to come here and live and be happy and, you know, die. I think it's a total waste if we do that. So to me, when we say um, human freedom, when I was reading it and, you know, I was asked to choose, you know, um, one actually, um, this one sort of popped up because I felt, I knew that I was very blessed to have freedom to do lots of things. And I'm very, very grateful that I have the opportunity to do lots of things. So I want to make the best of it. And I have the freedom to now not just take care of myself. I have the freedom to go and help other people to make differences in the lives of many people. I have the freedom to travel. And I'm glad that I did travel to a couple of countries to help them improve their lives and you know, and uh, while doing that, they enriched mine. They, they it was an eye opener for me to see how blessed I was and how we were living compared to the countries um, where I visited and you know saw witness um, little kids or elderly or people who were deprived of education or people who wanted growth, um, even the disabled. So basic human freedom is something that when you have it. You make the best of it, not just for yourself, but to the entire society. If you can do it for the world, to do it. Thank you so much. Yes, we'll, we'll Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, we know that uh, all eight foundations they are interconnected, and then uh, moreover, uh, then uh, they arise one from another. And yes. uh, without one foundation, uh, nothing is possible because. Uh, this foundation is about personal development. If we don't develop ourselves, <laughs> nothing will happen in, world, in this world at all. So foundation yes. number six, 
development of personality. We would ask a technical support to show it and we will read it aloud for our viewers. So development of personality. Every human in the creative society has the right to comprehensive development and personal fulfillment. Education should be free and equally accessible to all, creating conditions and expanding opportunities for a human to implement his or her creative abilities and talents. What are your feelings about this foundation? I think it's, an very, it's very essential. Um, we need, especially when it has, I mean, we are no longer in the era of uh, 100 years ago or even 50 years ago or 30 years ago where we had no access to lots of things, no access to internet, no access to, you know, the, the, the latest technology. Today, we have everything at our fingertips and in fact, we are growing. So we're going to see, you know, even more weird things from a car, a driverless cars to, you know, those kind of things, which is uh, very, very hi-fi and uh, um, high-tech. So the personal development is essential in every single person. I think it should start very young, not when you know you have reached and you finish your entire school year and then uh, you are 20 years old and i'm not saying you can't but i'm saying i would encourage personal development from a very young age where they are exposed to lots of things like creativity arts and craft music um you know even uh, volunteerism so i think those kind of things uh, we did not, I did not personally, I, did, I, I, I was deprived of that in that sense. It was never heard of before. Personal development was not heard of before when I was growing up. And today we are all jumping on that bandwagon to say where's, who's, who's teaching something, who's educating, who's running a program. So we've been on hundreds of Zoom sessions and, and, and um, you know, all these kind of platforms wanting to improve ourselves because it's, it is a must, it is essential, otherwise you'll be left behind. So personal development and personal growth is essential. It's, it's just like everybody's right. It's whether you want to do it or, or not. Otherwise you'll be left behind. So, you know, it's no longer the age of a dinosaur. We, I know of people who are in their 80s and 90s who are on, um, you know, on uh, gadgets and who are on Facebook and who are, you know, exposed to the internet and who can, you know, make video calls, um, you know. So I think this is something that we must strive. We must extend to everyone, giving the opportunities. It's no longer all about the education system. It's no longer about going to school and getting a piece of paper and getting, you know, your master's or doctorate or that's, that's your personal development, your personal satisfaction. But personal development today, we are going borderless with countries. So we need to understand culture. We need to understand the difference of um, opinions. We need to understand what's going on in other countries. We need, you know, we, we, I myself am a person who trains or have extended trainings to people from different countries. I need to understand how the system there works. What is their culture? How do we, how do we relate to them to give them the best knowledge that we have prepared to give and the same way that we want to receive from them. So personal development is the way to go. I think everyone should, you know, especially I would encourage um, parents to get their kids from young to be exposed um, 
to develop their personalities so that they be can they can become uh, you know um, great good human beings all round us not just academically smart but um, emotionally mentally um, you know being all round us uh, good for the society good for the country good for the world and become world leaders uh, tomorrow who share so much of goodness kindness empathy um, you know and uh, tolerance for everyone else simply because they have developed their personalities from a very young age thank you so much yes okay so thank you thank you alam you know that uh, on the 20th of december uh, 2020 uh, a large international public movement uh, out a great amazing event uh, that was a global conference uh, called uh, creative society united we can and uh, i would like i would like our viewers everyone uh, who watched us to take a look at this conference because it was you know maybe this is not the right word but that conference was just mind-blowing millions of people were united at the same time online from more than 180 countries and then and they were discussing our society the ways to change this society that was you know a turning point for our society another turning point mm -hmm. so if if you haven't watched this conference please watch and uh, now we would like to show a short video from that conference aliens came to earth at first they flew around it so everything and then decided to talk to the people on earth they asked why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans well this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants but why do you have so many hungry and homeless people well this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them but why are you constantly at war with each other? This is because we don't have enough money and we're trying to take it away from others. The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like? and show where you get it in space. Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the Earthlings answer. We print it ourselves. Yourselves? said the aliens. Yes. After this answer, Earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings. Yeah, funny, but at the same time, very sad yes. video, yeah? yeah. <laughs> it's just a nonsense. It's just yeah. a nonsense. <laughs> we are those who stop our development, who stop us from living in a better world. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, everything depends on us. And the sooner we spread the information about the Creative Society project, and the sooner we unite, the sooner we will live in such a world we dream of. And it's very easy to, to do if you just share information uh, regarding the project. Let's say, uh, dear viewers, you can share this video with your friends, with your colleagues, whoever you believe 
uh, will be interested in uh, in such in such video. And uh, also, you can share uh, the conference which I mentioned before. Uh, it is very very interesting, and for many people, that conference became just life changing. So uh, feel free to share all information, all videos, all articles about the Creative Society. This is the way we will make our dream closer. Thank you so much. Yes, and uh, as you said, joke on us, as uh, this video show, isn't it, about we need to change. And please, dear viewers, as well, I'd like to ask to share this video with two hashtags, hashtag Unite and hashtag Creative Society. And thank you so much, Alia, for everything, for your answers. And as you know, we have tradition on our channel, and we are tasting the pair of six handshakes, which stands for that all people on the earth, on the earth are connected for five or less social connections. And we would like to ask you this question. Whom would you like to invite as our next guest to our next live podcast? And just to share her or his opinion about creative society and why you're choosing this person. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's just so many people at the top of my head. Uh, I think that, yeah, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of people that are doing very good work out there, um, you know, and uh, if you're talking about creative society, there's um, uh, many out there. I, I would like to, uh, if I had a chance and um, looking at what's happening today at the current situation and what we are going through, uh, you know, together with the rest of the world with the pandemic, I would definitely um, would like to ask my uh, my co-founder, um, Dr. Sangita, um, who is a mental health advocate. Um, we both started the Health World on Health, um, the Health on World uh, Foundation, which advocates mental, emotional, and uh, spiritual well-being. And uh, we obviously, our aim is one day to go um, global and uh, help more people out there manage um, mental, emotional and physical um, issues, especially mental um, issues, which now seem to have escalated with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we are trying our best, um, you know, um, to assist as many people as we can via the many platforms that we have uh, rolled out. Um, whether it's sharing, it's writing, it's uh, connecting, it's uh, simple workshops, um, even speaking sessions. So um, I think her sharing would um, enhance further uh, the role that, um, uh, and she's a woman, so she, she covers, and she's also an advocate for tulips. So she covers uh, just like me, um, you know, on both both the sense. So I think if you're talking about somebody who's going to come and make a difference and share something that's very, very timely, uh, I would nominate uh, Dr. Sangita, my uh, partner and uh, good friend. Thank you so much. You sound absolutely wonderful. And we're looking forward to having an interview with her as well. Thank you so much. And also, thank you for such inspiring and enriching conversation today, Alia. It was really informative as well, and build awareness around um, society, how this important and how essential the work is really are, and what we can all together do to make this world a beautiful and a wonderful place for all, all of us to live in. And uh, I'd like to say our views as well. To join the Creative Society project, please visit our website, alachreunites.com, where you can see the red button, yes, there is our website, join us. 
and please press on this button and uh, you need to fill out a very short and easy form. You can choose your language or you'd like to do it in. And uh, volunteers of a large uh, international public movement will contact you. So please, anyone who would like to share the vision of create society or help us or with the expertise or with the knowledge um, just to be a host or co-host on our program or technical support, join us, visit our website and let's build this beautiful world all together. Thank you. Thank you, Ella and Alexi for having me and uh, it has been a pleasure. Um, you know, I believe that we can all make a difference. Um, so let's go out there and make little differences every day. We can all help. It's not a big thing uh, to help somebody. Um, importantly, we just need to ask, reach out, and uh, more people will, you know, come forth and help. And uh, small things matter, and we can make that difference. So thank you again for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ada. Thank you for joining our program and for today's enriching and inspiring conversation. So, and as well, dear viewers, dear viewers, thank you very much for watching us and let's build the world that humanity deserves together. Thank you so much. And uh, again, for dear Ali, we wish you all the best and all the luck and all the light on your path and what you're doing. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today and in same effort. Yeah. Thank you, Alexei, and thank you, our technical support, and thank you all of you for being with us today. So we're yes. going to say goodbye for now and see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Unprecedented event of present history. Initiative that comes from people around the world. Main project of humanity. People stopped being silent about urgent issues of our society. How it all started. May 2019. International Online Conference. Society. The Last Chance. 140 countries of the world, hundreds of thousands of people online, hundreds of broadcast platforms translated into seven languages simultaneously. If we all want to live in peace, why do we have a world of violence and destruction? It is up to us to build a different world. How can we do it? December 2020, Creative Society, United we can. 180 countries of the world. Millions of people online. Thousands of streaming platforms. 35 languages simultaneously translated. People have voiced today's reality and what they truly desire. And it is the creative society. All cultures have an image of the ideal world people want to live in. A world that prophets talked about. The time has come when we can make it real. How will we use this chance? Let's meet March 20, 2021, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. International online event of global scale. Creative Society. What the prophets dreamed of. This is the day the world will unite to find out the truth. Join the entire humanity and spread the message.